0: All right, as we get started here, the NFL playoffs is getting underway, and many of you can't just enjoy the playoffs for being the playoffs. Maybe your team didn't make it. Maybe they're eliminated, and you need a little extra fun. Maybe you lost your fantasy league or whatever it may be, and you're looking for a way to enjoy sports a little bit more in that way. Maybe to lay a wager or two, and the perfect place to do that is mybookie.ag. With mybookie, it's super simple. You bet, you win, they pay. That's how they roll. Right now, you can sign up into the promo code Hoopball and get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand dollars. That is free money for you. This is the one sports book guaranteed to give you the best lines for the national championship, to give you the best lines for the playoffs, to give you the best line for the Super Bowl, to give you the best line for regular season games with the Sacramento Kings or the Los Angeles Lakers or the Clippers or the 76ers or the Celtics or whoever. MyBookie.ag is the absolute place you need to be. And remember, when you go there, enter the promo code HoopBall. This is free money. You hear what I'm saying? Sign up. Enter the promo code HoopBall and you'll get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. That's mybookie.ag. You bet, you win, they pay. Thank you so much for downloading, subscribing, streaming, and for listening to the Sacramento Kings podcast here on the Be Heard Podcast platform in partnership with the Hootball Podcast Network. I am Damian Barling along with Joe Adge, and we are thrilled that you are here with us. Not particularly thrilled with the subject matter today, as we're regularly talking about the Kings. That's what we do. That's why we have creatively titled this the Sacramento Kings Podcast. Unfortunately, uh, these are no longer the three and one Kings or the Three and Two Kings or the Three and Three Kings. Nope. After a 31-point beatdown. Courtesy of the Golden State Warriors, the Kings have fallen to three and four. And it feels like the entire world is crumbling. And we joked that, hey, it's okay. They lost to Phoenix. They're going to go 71 and one. No big deal. Like we had our fun with that. Uh, But now it feels like they're going to go three and 69. (laughs) They're never going to win again, Jill.
1: After what? Is it three? Three in a row?
0: Right. yeah uh houston twice and,
1: and yeah um yeah well you know and with this team it doesn't usually just rain it pours so if if it's it's not just one thing there's always you know some sort of domino or it becomes a fact where like right now we're not even talking about the play of the game it's about all of the you know the outside factors
0: yeah um, oh good it's, outside it never,
1: factor. like it We can never just talk like talk basketball. (laughs) Like there's always something, whether it's owner, GM, coach, dads, mom, like whoever. (laughs) Like it's always something else besides the actual play. Did you hear what you said?
0: (laughs) The dads. Like we've like the Sacramento Kings. Like how many organizations around the league have got to talk about dads? You know, players. You know, the dads of players. Tweeting and tweeting full on uh, trade Marvin Bagley, the third please ASAP signed, you know, love coach Bagley. Like he even signed it. Like what what is going on here, Jill?
1: Yeah. I mean, at least with, (laughs) So
0: there it goes. See, they uh, see there goes
1: Gracie. Gracie
0: is not pleased with how the Sacramento Kings are playing. <laughs> that's, that's what you always does. know.
1: That's what she thinks of this whole mess.
0: That's that's what that's what she thinks of uh coach Bagley and his trade with Crest.
1: But yeah, I mean, and it's <gasps> it's oh
0: See? D- 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 Gracie does not like <laughs> coach Bagley whatsoever. It's actually kind of funny. I realize that it's agitating you, but it's making me laugh <laughs> because every time we bring up coach Bagley, Gracie barks.
1: Yes. <laughs> well, it's like once she starts you know, good luck getting her to stop. So,
2: um,
1: she hears something, but no, yeah. And it's, I mean, it's not even that he has, you know, Luca or the rest of the draft class to, you know, that color has colored our, you know, our glasses when we look at Marvin just because he's been injured and that stuff. So we haven't even been able to see him on the court, you know, for the last what year prior to this. Um, so just adding another thing on top of that, like I generally feel for the kid, he's 21, was drafted second, and has you know, w- we saw flashes his rookie season, but since he's been injured, it, it's been one, you know, one thing after one thing after another, essentially. Yeah. And there's just such a toxic. Uh, I mean, I I don't even know about off social media, but on social media, it's it's pretty toxic, and it it kind of I pretty much has been since <laughs> since he's been drafted. Mm. So I think just his dad adding fuel to to everything else that's going on for a lot of fans. We love just, the new apartment. Like,
0: there weird. is a bit of a clogging <laughs> problem. Yeah, well, we don't care about your clogging problem. Mate. Calm down with your little ad running here in the middle of our hoop ball podcast.
1: Um, with that, it's just a one thing for for some people just to just be like, yep, see, it's another reason why, you know, I don't like the kid or he didn't respond how I how I wanted him to respond to the question. So there's there's another check mark, you know, in, in the box for him.
0: Well, and that's, and so, okay. He's had
1: multiple coaches. He's had multiple GMs. Like, he's going through everything, Demarcus and every other player that has come through this thing their first couple years. Multiple coaches, multiple GMs, nothing but but off-the-court issues, clouding what's going on. Yes, in addition to he had his injuries. But, again, I feel like yesterday was a really bad game. But 2 games ago we saw the best half that the kid had played in in his career.
0: So that's so we saw, interesting. We saw no that We're
1: talking about that anymore. It's you know one more bad game in the tweets and boom everybody forgets about the 18 point first half he had.
0: But so there's a, there's a couple of things to address there. Let's let's stick with the 18 point <laughs> did isn't that isn't that what he finished with like didn't he wind up sitting a large yeah. chunk of the rest of that game?
1: And yes, he started not, not in, the
0: whole second half. I don't yeah, mean to imply that. He started
1: that. in the third quarter back, but he is one where I this is where I think him playing on the coming off the bench helped him. He's very much a streaky, a streaky player. We've mm-hmm. seen when he gets in a flow, he he's feeling it, right? And we've seen at times where when he's not feeling it. He hasn't quite figured out how to get himself an easy bucket or to, you know, to to change it up, mm-hmm. to to get the ball to go in the basket, whether it be a dunk. However, it's got to be done. But in that third quarter, he had like, I don't know, maybe four or three, four or five misses in a row. And just it was not the first half that he had. And um, Luke sat him. And the Kings went down a little bit, but then they, you know, they made that run and they came back and they beat Denver, but granted they wouldn't have beat Denver had they not had his great first half either. So it's, it's, it's a give and take. And it's got, he's not the only one playing bad. There's multiple, multiple players playing bad, but again, he's the number two pick. His dad, you know, was tweeting like it's. Well, and again, so those,
0: those are things that aren't his fault. Like he He didn't draft himself, you know what I mean? like I the, you you mentioned the toxic the uh, the toxic nature of of social media surrounding him when he was drafted. Like that's not his fault. What's he supposed to go Go like, nah. like you're supposed to take Luca here. I got to go play for ta ta ta. like Vladi liked him, took them, draft him. Like there's nothing you could do about. it. He's the second number overall pick. He's, you know, and that's how he's measured. there There are guys who are measured like once you've been in the league long enough. and I, I'm fearful that we might start to see this with De'Aaron, but you're judged by your contract. And when you're young, you're judged by where you're drafted. And so Marvin Bagley as a young player is fine. He's better than fine. But Marvin Bagley is a guy who was taken number two before Luca.
1: Who has been horrible for, Mm -hmm. for years. Like it's, he doesn't get the normal rookie, you know, let's see how it plays out period. Like there's, expect you know more expectation than a normal 21 year old player and it's
0: also and it it, like we we focus on luca because sacramento luca but there's trey young there's jaron jackson like there's a handful of players
1: injury yeah like Like it happens
0: there are players who are taken after him where you just go ah and it it gets to be, and again, none of this stuff is, is Marvin Bagley's fault. The only real misstep I feel like he had was the press conference or or the zoom meeting earlier in the week in which he, you know, jumps out in front of reporters and says, I don't want to, you know, talk about anything that's not, you know, related to the game against the warriors and the team and, you know, kudos to to Sean Cunningham, who who pressed him a little bit. He didn't respond. He he basically said, I'm I'm excited about playing the Warriors, which is bizarre. The young man was really, you know, I'm excited about playing the Warriors. We're focused on playing with the Warriors. He was two of nine. You know what I mean? Like he was two of nine with five points against the Warriors. So he talked about all of this. He did all of this deflecting and talking about the team and talking about practice. And then when it came time to perform and, and, and I don't want to, I I don't want to rip him like apart. No one else did.
1: Like He felt like he had to prove something and he kind of started playing outside of his, of what he's good at. Yeah. And anytime, sorry, no matter what you think about Draymond, like he's one of the best defenders, right? And mm-hmm. he, he watches film. He knows what you're doing. He knew, he knew every time Bagley turned one way or the other, he had his number. And As like, whether that be, this is his youth and, and because he's only played the 82 games, you know, that he's still trying to figure this out, but at, at some point you do want to see him. I mean, this is all part of him having to, to figure out, you know, the guys in the league and, um, basketball IQ wise, when it's smart to go at someone and when it's not, Um, which, you know, then that comes to a lot of people will say, you know, he's not a good with the assists and things like that. And how to figure out how to get others involved at that point. Um,
0: would he be better off the bench?
1: I think so. This, okay. This is my thing. And this is why I loved him off the bench when he was with Yeager. Same with buddy at times when Buddy's struggling, they are better than most bench players, like flat out. They're better than most bench players. They can, to me, it's not about where you start. It's your minutes played, right? Like that's, that's always kind of been my thing. I get it as a player, but for guys that are streaky, they have a much easier time getting themselves going off the bench. Then you worry about the minutes and, and, and then you, you know, you figure out your rotations based on, them getting into their flow and things like that but both guys thrive off the bench like that's just just how it is mm-hmm. and I mean I don't know but then I feel like if they put him on the bench then it's again you're dealing with what you dealt with last year and buddy And you know you're punishing him and I'm sure his dad would tweet something else about that like it's I mean, and rather than just putting him in good positions, which that would be doing at this point, it's, I think it would just create another issue.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that's the thing though. The only issue Luke Walton has to be worried about, and we talked about this extensively on d and KC, which you can hear on ESPN 1320 from 12 to two, Monday through Friday. What we talked about was Luke can't worry about Marvin Bagley's J- junior Marvin Bagley, the uh, third buddy Heels, feelings. Like he has to put together a lineup. That's going to win him the games. Like he has to put together a lineup. That's going to be best for him because Luke's coaching for his job. Yep. And I don't think I'm alone in thinking, I know there's three years left on his deal two After this one, if, if this year doesn't bring some measurement of success for Luke Walton in the franchise, I don't think he's going to be back and he has to coach With that belief, like this is a new general manager. This is an entirely new front office. This is not the guy that hired him. He has to operate under the assumption that guy's going to want to bring in his own coach and I have to win him over and I have the roster to do it right now and I have to make moves based on that. Now, you informed all of us through the general manager shirts that Monty McNair is hands on with his coaching staff. And the the entire front office is hands-on with the coaching staff. So what type of influence they have over Luke Walton and the decisions that he makes with uh, who starts, who doesn't, different things like that, you know, ultimately, we don't know. But Luke can't take into consideration whose feelings are hurt. Like, he has to put together a lineup, uh, both that starts and both that comes off the bench, that will give him an opportunity to win and ultimately keep his job.
1: And that's what started their streak at the end of the, you know, of last season that, mm-hmm. that started their, their great play that, you know, they finished prior to, to the season abruptly ending and before the bubble and all that. But yeah, I mean something, and it's crazy how much a rookie so far has apparently changed.
0: Oh my gosh.
1: And I had said yesterday, yesterday, watching the game, that that he brings stability to the bench, and a lot of people were like, not even just the bench, the team, like a hundred percent. But like just regarding the second unit, Corey Joseph plays better with Halliburton because he's not forced to be the facilitator that yeah. he's not. Yeah, it's the same issues. You know, we had with Buddy last year, like putting players in good positions. Like it's it's crazy how much having another facilitator completely changes the way this team functions Mm -hmm. and it's you very much see where where that went away and you can say bogey was similar in that sense but I think Halliburton is brings something different to the defensive end when it comes to that and I, I was even laughing is on on NBA's website they have a player hustle stats you know it's the things that we always say he does so many good things that don't don't show up on the box score right who's the only player that's listed in any of those player hustle stats Halliburton like it's he does the little things and you can see when that's not there right now this this team is having a hard time functioning with it, which is just nuts that a rookie at this point after so many games can have that power. But I mean, I I don't know how else to explain the, the huge drop off. And then and then we go back to seeing.
0: But think about what you just said. That's pretty extraordinary. Like the young man has played five games. He's missed the sixth and the seventh. And we're coming out of the seventh game like. Dude,
1: is, they're the, two worst games of the season, right? Like, right.
0: Like the dude who holds the key to this whole thing is the kid who has been a professional basketball player for a week and a half. Figuratively.
1: Yeah. And, and until I see games that prove that to be otherwise, yeah. I have no other <laughs> no other assumption to make. Yeah. Like, yeah. You know, um, and and we're seeing too between the wins and the losses the assist ratio is.
0: Yeah. It's almost, it's gone. like nine
1: to 10. I mean, yeah. it's completely gone. Yeah. And so whether that's guys pushing or again, trying, we go back to the ISO, they're trying to do too much to, to get themselves out of a rut rather than playing together to get yourselves out of the rut. Like I, no matter how many years that some of this core is played together, it's, they still fall back into those bad those bad habits.
2: Yeah. Well, and playing together we doesn't necessarily
1: figure, figure out how to, how to get out of that.
0: Yeah. Playing together doesn't mean you're going to yeah. play well, like just because you no, know, each other doesn't mean you're going to
1: think you would stop making the same mistake. Like- yeah. You would
0: think <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's fine. If you want to think that Jill, but like, it doesn't appear to be, that's the case. Sean Cunningham did tweet uh, just a little bit before we started recording this podcast that Uh, Would you say Tyrese Halliburton had been upgraded to questionable uh, for the game against Chicago, which means uh, potentially unlikely Sean Cunningham also followed up with it's looking entirely realistic that Tyrese Halliburton could return by this weekend should everything go well, even if he does not go in the game against Chicago. So Kings have I mean, and this is the case really across the NBA. It's not as dramatic as the bubble was where you're playing every other day. But the Sacramento Kings schedule is one of which, and they're very much playing every other day with a couple of back-to-back stone in there. As a matter of fact, Chicago is playing, at the time we're recording this, they're playing tonight. They're playing the Sacramento Kings on the second night of their back-to-back, just as the Golden State Warriors were uh, on Monday.
1: Yeah, I think even prior to, it was the last Houston game, they had played like five games in eight days or something like that. So yes, I know like, it's pretty extreme what's going on right like based on you're on these road trips is different you're at home it's different like nothing is the same you're not getting your normal practice like it's everything is completely different and now more than ever I thought Glenn Robinson said this well yesterday after the game is they got to stick together and this this is the year more so than any other year you got to be able to learn on the fly and figure things out on the fly because you're not getting extra time to to work things out extra film time extra practice time extra what you know whether that you can go to dinner with each other and you know camaraderie like figure you know let's talk let's do this like it's very much you're isolated and so you you got to be able to figure out figure it out on the actual court itself so it's it'll be interesting because these have been pretty brutal losses in addition to everything else going on so um i know we were saying earlier in the year that there were things that they surprised us on that they were able to figure it out for the first time which they hadn't been in a while can can they go back and, and do that again i i don't know
0: and it and just leaves, <laughs> it leaves so many questions. Like, what did we see against Phoenix? What did we see in those two games against Denver? Like, was it really all Tyrese Halliburton? And you're right. Like until further notice, yep. It sure was until Tyrese Halliburton right. is on the floor and they get blown out by 31 or until Tyrese Halliburton
1: they they is on the floor. they can win f- without him. <laughs> right.
0: Until they show they can win without him. Exactly. You know, the, 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 um, the and Houston play, game,
2: basketball.
0: <laughs> the second game against Houston. It it on the surface it looks really bad, but that was a game in which both teams were kind of just they were. I mean, I think the score was tied at halftime. It if it close. was, yeah, it was like thirty six points in the first quarter. Each team 36, 36. and then you know quarter by quarter breakdowns. It was like twenty eight to twenty eight, and then the third quarter got here, and then it was like eighteen to sixteen. And then it got worse for the Sacramento Kings. Like they barely came out of the locker room, but the Rockets didn't blow them out of the water. Like they didn't do what the Golden State Warriors did to them yesterday. I think the score in the fourth quarter wound up being like 18 to 12 or 16 to 12 or something like that. Like the Kings were just really, really awful in the second half. And, you know, lost in that is that the game was relatively close. It was certainly close for the first half. It was tied after the first half. So what we're really talking about here is a stretch it amounted to, you know, they they played well in the first game against Houston. The Houston just has a closer, you know, and as a matter of fact, they had two. They had John Wall, and my apologies for John Wall to John Wall for thinking uh, he might not come back and be an extraordinary player because he he certainly has been in his limited time uh, back on the court. And they had James Harden. James Harden wasn't around for the game on Saturday. Um, so John Wall closed things out for him and kind of stretched that out. But what we're really talking about with the Kings, despite that it's three losses in a row, we're talking about six bad quarters and the golden state and warrior game
1: completely going away. Like there was no movement, no assist, like nothing.
0: And, and so that's the concerning part, right? Because really overall on the season, like the game against the warriors was the first tip to buzzer, like, just Death, out. Like that was clunker. Yeah. Like that was like, what do you, why are you guys even here?
1: Which, which you will have those during the year. Every team has those. Like that's. We saw the Clippers lose by 50 something this
0: year. <laughs> yeah. Like it, it, it came after, you know, a tweet that caused, you know, a ruckus, if you will, within the Kings organization. But let's eliminate Golden State just for a second. The Kings have a total of like three bad quarters. Right. The and 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 even you know even the the two against Houston really didn't take them out of the game. The fourth quarter was a disaster. So if you really want to lay into that fourth quarter, you can. The fourth quarter against Phoenix was a disaster, and then there was a, I think it was like a four or five minute stretch at the end of the the third quarter that kind of bled over into the fourth, and it was just kind of a wrap for them. But overall, if you you know broke the games down by quarters, the Kings have played good more than they've played bad. But yet still, I think you're I, I think you're wearing the shirt that says basketball hell. Like the sky is falling. <laughs> you know what I mean? The sky yeah. is cle- completely collapsing on us.
1: Like I said, because when it it doesn't just rain here, it pours. Like it's never just one thing. It's here we go, here we go again. Like it's
0: it's it's yeah, you're right. It's never, it's never just court. It's never just court stuff. So I asked you about Marvin Bagley um going to the bench. What about Tyrese Halliburton starting this was a lengthy topic as you think about that my argument was you have to have someone facilitate for that bench and right now Tyrese has proven he's really really good at that
1: right well and my thing with is that bench unit has worked right like you said we saw more good quarters than bad. and granted Bagley was working right during the win again, during the wins, like there was hardly complaint. I didn't see much complaint right. When, when we were winning, it's, we, we love to complain when we lose, what we would have done differently. What, you know, what we saw, I feel like I need to see more before I make any changes like that. Okay just because, like we said, we've seen more good basketball than bad basketball, right? And we just got the injury. I, sure. I don't know if changing it would, would turn it bad. I have sure. no idea.
0: <laughs> well, well, with that said, though, and I do believe that the Kings have played more good basketball than bad. But, but with that said, given the fact that the Chicago Bulls are, are next on the roster, this three-game losing streak can't become four.
1: Right. I, I would say the only I do see if you're gonna move Bagley to the bench, I would leave Halliburton there just because I think he would help facilitate Bagley in the right spots. Yeah. I, I would say that. Okay. I think you need a somebody with him to to help that that part. Um
0: I definitely don't think like, and, and I don't know, there, there probably is a small ball scenario where you start Barnes and Holmes oh, yeah. along with Buddy, Tyrese, and 100%. a lot and, of people and, wanted to year. start
1: the year with that. Sure. And, and I, I yeah. think
0: Richard Ivanowski was one of the guys we had a conversation with who, who said something similar. Um, but that does put Bagley, like you're relying on Corey Joseph now, and we just with outlined how badly.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: I, I I don't know. I'm I'm just, yeah. it, it's an overreaction, <laughs> but that's okay. This was a podcast. We're talking about but the if, Kings. Like we can overreact. It's fine. If this
1: keeps going though, I think those kind of things are going to have to be, you're going to have to do something, right? And
0: that's what I mean. Three can't turn into four. Yeah. Like not just because you can't start getting into this feeling of, you know, they started last year losing five in a row. They had losing streaks of five, six, eight. They had all of that stuff. They had multiple losing streaks of five plus games. You you can't get into a situation where you're 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 sinking down thinking okay we're we're not even marginally we're not we're not where we thought we were even marginally close to where we thought we were and Luke Walton to his credit has said yo even when we, we were winning games we've got a lot of issues we have to fix like there's a lot of things that we're not doing right as a matter of fact he also talked about the. You know, he talked about the offense and the defense kind of being, you know, in sync. They're kind of one in the same. Here's what Luke Walton
2: said yesterday. The offense and the defense, they're separate, but they kind of play off each other, right? When the ball is not moving, you don't have the same type of defensive energy. Uh, when, you know, you're not making the extra pass, then you don't rotate the extra amount on defense. So they kind of go hand in hand. Like I said, even when we were winning games, we got a lot, a lot to work on still. Like we are, you know, we got a long way to go. We just found a way to win a couple games by really just playing, uh, playing extremely hard. You know, we had a lot of mistakes we were making even then during execution and whatnot. Uh, we were just playing our tails off and finding ways to get it done. So, um, you know, they, it's like, again, it's, it's frustrating, but it's, you know, I, you know, we're, we're a team that has a lot of work to do. And when you are, when you're like that, you're going to you're going to go through some rough patches. And the important thing is that we stick together and keep working and, and get through it, um, which we will.
0: And there's Luke Walton talking about the um offensive and defensive. He was asked specifically about uh, why it feels like the defense is completely just falling apart. And he noted the offense and the defense work in sync. And and actually I actually buy what he's saying completely.
1: Yeah, I, no, I I agree.
0: I still feel like you can put effort in on defense if you're missing shots on the offensive end, but I understand the the overlying point that he's making is oftentimes when you're missing shots, you're running back on defense and you're not playing the same type of set defense. And obviously, this is coming after the Golden State Warriors game in which they were run completely out of the gym. And it's
1: true they stopped moving on the offense as well. Like they, there was hardly any screens, or if they were, it was half-assed. Like there was no cutting, there was no movement, and that. <laughs> that will translate to the defensive side as we saw too, yeah I a hundred percent get get what he's getting in that if you're not doing the little things on one side on one side of the ball, why all of a sudden when you run to the other side of the court and all of a sudden do those little things now like it's if you're gonna do the little things, you do the little things across the board,
0: yeah, um did you read Sam Amick's? Conversation, I, I guess I don't know what to call it. His his it was an interview. It was just transcribed I don't interview.
1: Know why why that's still being?
0: That's that's that, that and so I'm Kenny not, actually Kenny said
1: my worries I'm like come on.
0: Well, yeah. yeah, Sam's got a job to do though. He's I looking know. for someone to talk to, and and you know Bogey's with the Hawks. The Hawks are playing well. He covered the Kings. Like there's a there's there's something for him to talk to there. But I read the article and I understand and and you have to take this part. You know, there's a a note at the beginning that this interview was transcribed, you know, for 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 clarity. And right. part of that is like the language barrier with with Bogdan Bogdanovich, not that he doesn't understand, but you you know what I'm talking about in the way that he delivers. And I walked away not confused. I wasn't more confused, but I walked away feeling like nothing was addressed in that because, you know, Bogey, I felt like Bogey was trying to firmly put the blame on the Sacramento Kings uh, while everybody else has assumed it was Milwaukee's right. fault. Like it was. Wait, it, they're
1: I, the one that got the pick taken away.
0: Right. Like, and that's the thing. And I feel like there's wh- what I ultimately felt like is. And this is super common is Bogey wasn't filled in on everything. His agent was doing what he's supposed to do. Thank
1: you. That's exactly what I came away with. And okay. his agent has a history of this. So that's my thing of like, when everyone is reporting the same thing and then I get he has his, his piece of it, but I find it really hard to believe that like you have three stories and then it's somewhere in the middle, right? So I still think it's somewhere in the middle.
0: Well, and the hardest thing for me to believe was that And and I know Monty McNair is a first year general manager, but he's not a rookie to the front office. Like this is a group that has been in front offices for a long time. In Monty McNair's case, over a decade, it's not like they thought, hey, let's trade a player who we literally have like next to no control over. Let's let's trade a player to where we have next next to no control over what offer sheet he signs. Let's do that. That is really, really difficult for me to believe.
1: Right. To well, me and, this, and if anyone believes that this kind of stuff is not talked about, it, how do you think deals happen at 12 12:01 yeah, yeah. like and then as soon as you're allowed to have the the sign and trades that those happen exactly right when it's set to happen, right? Or someone set to sign. We heard Bogey was going to sign with Atlanta like right after that news dropped anyway. Right. So, oh, you're telling me he didn't talk to Atlanta or his agent didn't talk to Atlanta? Like right. really? So, which that's now apparently being investigated. <laughs> so, like, one of
0: my favorites of all time is not basketball, it's football. Free agency started, it, I guess it was 9 one our time. I don't remember what time it was, but it was literally one minute after free agency. And Albert Hainsworth leaves the Tennessee Titans and signs with the now Washington football team for, you know, fake football contract of $100 million or something. One minute. After free agency starts and it's like, wow, these guys negotiate quick. Like this is these agents are really good at their job.
1: Right. And I have no issue with a GM taking a call on on the restricted free agent and saying, hey, if we're able to reach an agreement with this guy, are you willing to do a sign and trade for player A and player B? Mm hmm. Let's agree to something in principle, as we see, because they can get taken away real quick, like the Atlanta offer that was, you know, supposedly offered around the same time in in the sign and trade. They got removed off the table because, well, now you have no leverage. So why are we going to give you something? Right. Right. So I have no issue with the GM saying, yeah, in principle. If this is the money and this is what we're doing, I I have no issue. But I also don't – I also am not going to blame McNair for thinking that Milwaukee wasn't going to say – wasn't going to take that agreement in principle and then send it to Woj, you know, two (sighs) minutes later. Right. Because, again, these things are talked about all all the time. Like, this is – so it's –
0: The one thing I I, don't like –
1: having these conversations today on Twitter, too, and I'm just like – I, I have no issue with him talking to them. I, I get Bogey's upset because he didn't know, but I'm also not going to blame McNair for Milwaukee opening their mouth before be, he didn't even. It, look, we heard Milwaukee was going to be going after Bogey as soon as Drew signed. Like we also we also heard, that, heard, we also well, we heard, heard it
2: months ago. Trade, yeah. i was gonna say,
1: but we also heard it at the trade deadline. Like right. we all knew that there was a huge interest there, so to act like for to me to believe that bogey was just so shocked by the interest and oh I I don't talk to Giannis I only talk to his brother like you know it's I'm come on come on yeah I sorry I I don't believe that and you got your money you're happy like it's it worked out but I'm also again like I said, it's. I I guess I don't like that there was no communication there, but I can also understand it in the fact that it seemed to be reported literally five minutes after they had the conversation when when Woj tweeted out because it was maybe a half hour that we first saw the tweets that they were going to be, you know, targeting him hard again, yeah. you know, after after the Drew News, that all of a sudden, oh, there's a a sign in play, you know, a sign mm-hmm. and trade agreement. Um, and then there was mention of, oh, he was, he was, had lost his trust because Vivek and Joe Dumars had told him that they wanted to run it back with him and all that was going to be the same. And then the new GEM came in and, you know, that didn't happen again. Should he have talked to him after this all went down? Probably. I don't know the, the issues on the investigation and that stuff at that point either. And. Should you know, because the king said denied everything from the beginning at that point mm-hmm. too, saying there yep. was nothing done. So why do we even need to have a conversation? Like, I would, I get it as a player wanting to hear from the team, but to me to say you're blindsided because a new GM was brought in and that was different than the conversation you got from an owner and an advisor or whatever his title is now you know, months before, after Divock left, when all we heard last year too, was how much you didn't want to be here according to national media. But then you, you know, he would come out and say, oh, I didn't say that, blah, blah, blah. You know, it's probably just the agent doing the talking. Um, But let's not act like, this was completely shocking either yeah. he got the team he got one of the two teams he wanted we had heard milwaukee and atlanta the whole time again those were the two teams we heard from the beginning um and you got the money you wanted so i i, I don't see i don't see the issue and i to me i think it's a waste of we're talking about it now but i saw people mad today and i was just like what we have it, so many other things to worry about. Like what's we got bigger problems. Gone. He got his money. He's gone. Yeah, And, you know, there was, oh, it's going to affect us and free agents. You know, I'm not worried about free agents wanting to come here. No one's good. If you're good, they will want to come here, point blank. That's, yeah. that's what happens. If you're not good, it's not going to matter because you're not going to get somebody of – of importance that's turning I, you down. Eight, I love
0: that people but, think like Sacramento is a destination free agents talk about like, I'm going to go to Sacramento, but you know, they really blew that bogey thing. And I'm not sure now. And,
1: and McNair has enough, you know, he, he's been in the league long with winning teams that yeah. I'm not, the, he's got enough
0: clout and not connections. And, and yeah.
1: The communicate the communication issue, I get people having an issue with, but. Again, I can see all sides to it and it's, to, it's nothing to be. I didn't feel like I learned anything new besides the Vivek and Joe info. Honestly. Yeah. That was
0: interesting. <laughs> that I, yeah. 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 <laughs> but I mean, that's, I, I guess, that's, that's part of what yeah, I, I mean, Which I don't know. It goes
1: back to the Sam article we had leading up to the decision of <laughs> right part of the, part of the ownership groups want him, wants him to stay and yeah. the decision makers aren't sold on it. Like it's, the, si- the same old issue that we're going to keep having until that changes again.
0: Hashtag basketball hell. Um, we appreciate you for tuning in. I don't know when we're going to be back. Maybe this weekend. I mean, there's a lot of basketball coming up. They got the Bulls. Uh, they got the Raptors. They got the Blazers. Uh, they're playing virtually every other day. They've got the back-to-back on Friday and Saturday. Then they're back at it next Monday, Wednesday, and uh, Friday again. And then they're at it Sunday. Like there is, They don't have two days off in a row until January eighteenth and nineteenth. Uh, and then they're right back at it with an every other day schedule, including a couple of back-to-backs there. So there is a ton of Kings basketball uh coming up in January, and we have got you covered here on the Sacramento Kings podcast. Uh anything before we go?
1: Nope. Just hope that it hope that we see a a uh a different team yeah. <laughs> tomorrow. One that one that seems to have a chip or that you know wants wants to quiet people up, I should say.
0: And no tweets. You know? Except from Dr. Holmes. Dr. Holmes is allowed to tweet. No and other the, parents.
1: Right. The quickest way to get people to stop talking about it is again putting wins putting winds yep. in the wind column. If yep. we want or if they didn't come out and play bad yesterday, no one's still talking. About about the tweets and is twenty and twelve said in it and whatever I mean yeah twenty and
0: twelve will shut people up quick
1: like I said two days two games before we were talking about the best half and of his you know of his career so
0: and his dad tweeted that night
1: eighty two games is not. It's not enough for me. Like, I'm already, you know, I see the hate and the bust and all this stuff. <laughs>
0: but like, isn't that wild? Like, what you just said? Yeah, the, the game against Golden State, for those who are unaware, that was Marvin Bagley's 82nd game and his 17th as a starter.
1: After, and uh, I'm sorry, a whole year of not playing a sport, it's going to take a second for you to come back into what you're doing, no matter who you are. A whole mm. year off is not. It's not easy. So I, I'd expect the cobwebs. I expect the whatever. And he's shown us some of the flashes this year. And then we've seen some of the, okay, this is the stuff you need to work on. Yeah. But play play within the system, play within the guys. And you can see, again, no one was complaining when we were winning. So. That's it.
0: win Win, games
1: win and it stops
0: (laughs) at jill Adge on twitter at damian barling again uh check out uh, dlo and casey on espn thirteen twenty from 12 to 2 if you live out of the sacramento area you can listen on your radio.com app we also got courtside uh uh, 60 to 90 minutes it kind of depends on the schedule it's too lengthy to explain, but 60 to 90 minutes before tip on ESPN 1320 and on your radio.com app on games uh, that are Monday through Friday. So thanks for your support here of the Sacramento Kings podcast, at the Be Her Podcast platform and of the Hoopall podcast platform. Again, she's Joe Adj, I'm Damian Barling, and we thank you so much for being with us. Now, If you've ever listened to a podcast, particularly a podcast geared towards men, You've probably heard about Manscaped. And we're thrilled to announce that as part of their partnership with the Hoopball Podcast Network and the Sacramento Kings Podcast, that Manscaped is now a part of the podcast here on the Be Heard Podcast platform. And I'm sure there's a great joke there with Hoopball and Manscaped, but that's not a joke that we make here. We'll just tell you about the great products that they have, particularly the Lawn Mower 3.0. It's the best hygiene product out there. Uh, for the modern man, you should try out the Perfect Package. Again, I realize there's a great joke there. It's the Perfect Package 3.0. It comes with that new and improved lawnmower that I was just talking about. A waterproof cordless body trimmer. It comes with performance boxers and a travel bag. It has a lot of great stuff to it. Uh, the Crop Preserver, that's an anti-chafing deodorant. I'll let you use your imagination. As a matter of fact, don't use your imagination. Go to manscaped.com, find out what it's all about for yourself. And when you make the decision to purchase these products, which you're absolutely going to do, because there's no way you're going to turn away from it, use the promo code HoopBall20. That'll get you 20% off and free shipping. So go to manscaped.com, use the promo code HoopBall20. That'll get you 20% off of your order and free shipping. Again, that's manscaped.com, promo code HoopBall20. As we roll along here, we're thrilled to welcome back one of the original sponsors of the podcast and, of course, of the Be Heard podcast platform, and that's Sky Naturals CBD. Sky Naturals has been an incredibly valuable part of my life, especially as the pandemic raged on. You know, I was one of the lucky ones. I didn't lose a job when the pandemic started. I actually got another one. As a matter of fact, I got a couple of them. We launched the Be Heard platform off the strength of this podcast and on the strength of you in the Be Heard platform kind of led to getting a job with ESPN 1320. And, you know, I've shared with you on many occasions, I like to go to bed early. Those days are long gone as I'm up late and I'm coming up with ideas uh, for this platform. I'm coming up with ideas for d and KC on ESPN 1320. And oftentimes when I lay my head down, I can't quite shut my brain off. That's where my CBD oil comes in and, and is really, really helpful for me. Now, I'm not saying that the CBD oil puts me to sleep. It definitely does not do that. But what it does is, it helps me relax, it helps me kind of shut down, turn things off, which in turn, makes it a lot easier for me to fall asleep now that's what i'm a big fan of many of you you've been fans of the cbd bomb and i completely understand that especially sitting in this studio chair in my house studio all day i often have to use some of that cbd bomb on my back and i'm not ashamed to admit that you shouldn't be ashamed to admit that we all need a little bit of help Uh, after our training we all need a little bit of help after we've been sitting around too long at our desk at our home desk or whatever it may be but cbd has got products for you they even got products for pets uh, that Smoothie uses, my, my oldest lab. They're incredibly valuable. CBD soft gel caps, whatever you want to try. And I urge you to try something because I think it'll be really helpful for you. Whether it's the CBD oil, which I recommend, or it's the CBD bomb, which I also recommend and many other people love greatly, head over to skynaturalscbd.com and use the promo code in the game. Do not forget that promo code. It'll give you a discount. Go to skynaturalscbd.com and use the promo code in the game.